0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film Slice of TV where we sit down and talk about new release television shows on your favorite streaming services or on cable. Today we are talking about episode three of Marvel Studios new show Moon Knight entitled The Friendly Type. This episode takes us to a new location. We get to see different scenarios. We get to see more of Moon Knight Um, In the costume, we see a lot of Khonshu, we see a lot of different, um, we just see more things that have to do with Egyptian mythology, uh, which is really fascinating. It really, like, not to, you know, compare it to something that, um, you know, I think a lot of people would look at and be like, oh my god, it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of, like, mummy, you know, things going on here where it kind of has that feeling, Um and I felt it, you know, the the music, of course, because, of course, it takes place in Egypt and you get the, a lot of that Middle Eastern, you know, the, the music, which is really, really cool. Um, there's terms that are said in this episode that I haven't heard since watching The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Uh, it takes me back. I love those movies very much. And this, you know, kind of uh, gives us some more um mythology that we never heard from those films or even other films that might take place in uh Egypt or has to do with Egyptian mythology we will not talk about gods of Egypt that movie doesn't exist um <clears throat> so yeah so this show pretty much opens to uh haro uh, he has the scarab it takes him um he's looking for Ammit's tomb that's that's the the key of this and it, the whole the whole thing is Konshu and Mark and Steven, ultimately, um, also Layla, uh, they, they want to stop Harold from, from finding her because it's going to be bad news and it's all about trying to convince the right people that they need to stop this. But unfortunately, nothing really goes their way and chaos ensues pretty much throughout this entire episode. Uh, we get a lot of those flashes between Steven and Mark like we did Uh, In the first two episodes and it's it's just all been very interesting I think the special effects looked a little bit better in this episode I think it was um, a lot uh, it was a lot more um, it was lit better um, than prior episodes where a lot of the moon light was hitting um, Moon Knight's costume especially when it's a CG part of his costume uh, that it was just feeding it off where it didn't look like CG Um, A lot of really cool parts of his costume that we hadn't seen before. Um, He definitely. uh, This is the most action we've seen out of the character uh, since the. um, Actually, since the series started, Um, we really have only seen um, little bits and pieces. Where you know, in the first episode, we didn't see Moon Knight until the end, and then the second episode, you don't see. You know, you see Moon Knight, but he's fighting kind of the same creature he fought in episode one. This one, he is. um, You get to see a lot more. Um, of his power and, and the things that Conchu allows him to do with with the suit. One of my biggest gripes uh, in the prior two episodes was always the voice of Khonshu, was, uh F. Murray Abraham, who is a legendary actor. He, to be honest, I liked what the character was in this episode. Um, I feel maybe I was just listening to it wrong or it just it just didn't seem right to me in episode two the way he would communicate and the way that he was going about um, everything with this one it seemed more genuine to like this is a god you know he is you know somebody who has been around for you know thousands and thousands of years it felt it felt more right um, than it did in the prior episodes and that's a good thing I'm glad we're, we're seeing some you know some of those things evolve and you know, my, my minor gripes with the prior episodes are kind of being addressed, I guess, and not really addressed, but it's more of just, I guess my ear, you know, listening to um, his voice and the way he converses with uh, Mark and Steven. Uh, it's definitely better than what we've seen before. Um, we also get to meet uh, the character played by the late uh, Gaspard, Yuliel, I probably mispronounced his last name, but uh, he plays a character um, in this that's kind of like a black market dealer. And unfortunately, he passed away um, a little bit before the premiere of the show. Uh, I first I remember watching him in Hannibal Rising uh, back in I think it was like the mid 2000s. And I really liked him in that movie. I'm not really too familiar with his other work. He's a uh, he was a French actor, so he did a lot of French films. Um his character in this was kind of, you know, it the way that they portray him is kind of a one-off and you kind of the way that it all ended is like, you know, will he be back? We'll see. Um the end of the episode was um uh, you know, dedicated to him. Um and uh you know, it was it's always sad to see You know, somebody who, you know, you know, has talent and they're just gone too soon from, from something that, you know, you never could have guessed. So on that note, we are going to switch to spoilers. We're kind of going to, we're not going to really, you know, go too into detail about um, every little thing, but I feel we'll talk about some stuff that, you know, if you haven't seen this episode, make sure to tune out, go watch the episode, come back when you're done and, uh. You can either add stuff that I might have forgot to mention or, you know, anything like that. This episode is, yeah, like I stated before, I kind of did a little bit of a spoiler, but not really. Haro, um, he collects a bunch of, you know, a bunch of his followers and they go and they find Ahmed's tomb. And they use the scarab that has kind of been something that Haro's been looking for for a while. And Mark has had it. They, um, they They find it. They find Ahmet's tomb. So things are about to get crazy. <clears throat> uh, Spectre, Mark, uh, is chasing some people through the streets. He's trying to get some information on where to get to, how to get to Haro. And these guys, <laughs> this fight scene is crazy in a good and bad way. It was kind of like, the theatrics of it was like okay this is this is this type of fight you know you got a guy who literally has this giant Bowie knife and he's licking it like it was interesting to watch this fight scene um it definitely wasn't as good as i've seen in other marvel you know projects but i enjoyed i enjoyed what i saw it was very minor it was it wasn't very big but the thing is is that um, Stephen keeps kind of butting in. But the problem is, is that when the they go through the change, they're like, you know, Mark is about to stat, like slit somebody's throat, and the blade reflection shows Stephen who's telling him to stop, and then of course he like goes into convulsions and turns back into Stephen. But the thing is, is like when he wakes back up again, he's Mark again, but th- bad things have happened. So, you know, you're kind of like when he changes, the whole thought was, oh, he killed... The This dude literally had like this little tiny mustache. He had the big old bully knife. And the, the thing was, is he died. He got killed by someone. It's not Steven. Because you know, Steven's not killing anybody. So he chases the two other guys that was with this dude through the streets. Craziness is happening. And he blacks out again. And then wakes up and like there's two dead bodies. And then one other dude who was part of that group. And he's like... Stephen, why are you doing this? And of course, it's like Stephen. Stephen's like, why? Why do you think I would? I didn't do any of this. So Conchu. So my thought of it was that Conchu is the one who is taking over uh, Mark's body and doing these things. Or there is a third um, identity, you know, involved in this body. Conchu pretty much tells Mark to, you know, put him over the ledge. And he'll he'll talk because he'd he would rather give up the information than die. Well, he was wrong. The kid pretty much um, sacrifices himself to Amit and nothing is, you know, known. And. It's it's one of those things where Khonshu is just like, well, I thought that would have (laughs) worked. And Sparks like, what is happening right now? Why? What is why is all this going on? And. So. Mark literally goes back and he's just like, okay, well we need like, can't the other gods help countries? Like, I mean, I, we can try, but they don't like me very much. You know, they've been the last time I talked to them, they banished me. So he, in order for them to get their attention, he has to do something that's not natural to the, you know, you know, natural to the human, you know, vision. So, you know, if there's an eclipse scheduled, you know, it'll happen on that certain time, but Khonshu kind of messes with the sky, causes an eclipse, and, and that's what calls upon the gods. And pretty much what it is is it's um, the, all the avatars for the other gods, so you get to see, you know, avatars for these pretty, you know, big gods of Egyptian mythology, um, and it's kind of like a, you know, a hearing Mark goes in front of them and Khonshu kind of, you know, uses his uh, body as a vessel and speaks for himself. This was the part that really threw me off because like I feel like Conchu is yelling the whole time, like when he is talking through Mark, Mark is, it's it's Oscar Isaac's voice, but he's like very but it's like he's yelling and it's just kind of off-putting where it's like you can't really just like talk just have a different voice or maybe like Project what country sounds like to Mark through Mark. I don't know. I feel like they could have done something a little bit different, but it's not like totally like off putting. It was kind of jarring. That was that was my major gripe with it. Um, but yeah, he pretty much is like, Hey, Haro is trying to get is trying to awaken Amit. You need to stop this. And they're like, Well, where's your proof? My thing is, it's like these are gods, right? They can see things. I feel, right? Like, is that how gods work? I'm not very... I'm not quite, you know, caught up on mythology or, like, um, the um what gods can and cannot see, but, like, they don't know that Haro is looking for Amit. They can't see that he's in the desert digging up where Ammit's tomb is, even though they do state that the gods do not know where Amit's tomb is, so I guess they can't know that that's where Amit's tomb is when they see him doing it, but it's like, what you can't see what's happening. Like you're these big, you know, important gods of this, of, of this world. And it's like, you're clueless to the, what's going on. It's very confusing. I don't know. That's my, that's my really like, you know, head scratching moment. So what happens is they bring Haro in and, they pretty much summon him he comes in he makes his point and he's just like listen this guy I'm talking about mark is not well and he doesn't even know who he really is and you know why would i do why would i do what he's saying if it you know i i i thought you know i didn't know walking around in the sand was a crime so you know that's the thing about Harley, is he's very well spoken he knows how to manipulate others um the creepy thing which you know is going to be something throughout this entire series is the fact that every time you hear him walking you hear the crunching of the glass in his shoes and it's just so like oh you cringe like every time he takes a step because you're like damn i want to know what his feet look like (laughs) so yeah he and the the gods ask mark like hey are you unwell and Mark admits to it, you know, he's like, yeah, I am, and I need help. But what he's saying is false. You know, he is doing what I have, you know, what Kanshu has accused him of, or what I've accused him of. But, um, unfortunately, it doesn't go uh, Mark's way or Khonshu's way. And Haro pretty much gets to walk away. Um, one of the avatars, I can't remember the god's name. Uh, oh, Hathor. Uh, her name is Yatzel. Uh, she goes... Uh, She pulls Mark aside after everything's over. She's like, hey, you know, in order for, you know, go find this sarcophagus from a Magi, which I haven't heard that term since watching The Mummy Returns. Not even kidding. Um, So a Magi, I believe, is like the protect... They used to be like the protector of the pharaohs. I could be mistaken. Let me look at this up real quick. Uh, a, A Magi... Uh, is a nomadic group from Nubia and later is a generic term for Desert Ranger Police. Right. So they were pretty much like the protectors of the desert. Um, I know unlike like the Mummy and the Mummy Returns, they were like, the they would prevent people from going and opening Imhotep's tomb um, in Hamanoptra. God, I need to watch those movies again. Stay tuned. They might be getting reviewed on this channel soon. Um, but yeah, so they have to find the sarcophagus of this Magi because uh, he knew the location of Ahmed's tomb. So they have to find the black market dealer that the sarcophagus was sold to, and it turns out to be a man named Anton Mogart. Now, before this, um, Layla and Mark are riding in a boat, and they kind of reminisce about things, and, you know, because they're married and, and stuff like that, and just kind of being like, hey, I'm sorry, blah, 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 this is, you know, I'm sorry that it had to be this way, but... You know, it's it's for your own good. And they get to Mogart's facility and they're doing like jousting and stuff. And it was it was a wild scene. And this is where we meet the man himself, uh, played by Gaspard Yuliel. And he yeah, he literally has the sarcophagus like in a glass pyramid in his yard. And it's wild. And they literally want to look at it. And they find in the sarcophagus that there is a map. There is like these different map or different pieces of paper that have stars all over it, and they need to kind of put it together. But unfortunately, before they can do anything about it, um the I think it's like his guard or something, he stops them. Um also they have to call upon Steven to help them because Steven is the one who knows all about this stuff where Mark is just kind of the heavy. Things go sideways. Haro shows up and you know, shows Anton his power, like the power that he has, but also the power that he can get, and it's all it all just ends up going bad. Um, Mark summons uh, the suit, and chaos ensues. You get to see really co- some really cool things going on, um, like the cape, Moon Knight's cape. It actually is a crescent moon. Um, he he literally can absorb anything like the suit has healing powers. So he absorbs bullets. Um, he literally absorbs like f- seven spears in his body. Um, and Layla, she's fighting the, the the main guard there. She, you know, you think things are going to go bad until she has the upper hand with him. Um, and they, you know, she goes in she gets knocked down and do you think that Anton's going to spear her but Moon Knight escapes and uh, gets and saves her and then shoots or throws one of his Crescent Moon throwing um, throwing things from his chest into, into Anton and then he's gone is he dead we don't know we'll see we they then collect like the papers from the sarcophagus which Um, unfortunately Haro kind of blew up so they're not like intact anymore they're kind of in pieces and they have to go pretty much put this map together but they can't figure it out who's going to figure it out it's going to be Steven now before this though Haro did state something about um, how Mark is hiding a secret about Layla to her and I feel everybody knows what's going on, except for Layla, of course. Uh, Mark knows what it is, but unfortunately, we don't get much more from that. Uh, She kind of tries to pry it out of him um, on their ride to trying to figure out the map, and he doesn't say anything, and that's pretty much it for that. We'll probably find out what that turns into later on in the show. They figure out the map because Mark gives up his body to Steven. Steven figures it out, but the problem is, is that the constellations that are on the map are over 3000 years old and the skies change throughout, throughout, throughout time. And conscious like, well, I remember all the skies, so I will change it to that day. So you guys can figure it out, but just remember, I'm going to get, I'm going to be in trouble with the gods. They're going to imprison me in stone. So make sure Mark saves me. So the thing is, is they, I love Stephen. Steven, um, I I really do. I love the the suit that he wears. The, the really the funniest thing is like that that mask for the Mister Knight suit. It's literally the Deadpool mask, but they kind of just did a little bit of alterations, which I was like, "All that's right, we we." okay sure like at least with the moon knight suit you know he's got the hood and stuff so like the mask looks a little bit different but when he's mr knight and it's just that mask and you're like that's deadpool that's the white deadpool mask but i digress so they have to use so uh, steven has to use the power along with conchu to literally rewind time Well, literally rewind the skies until it gets to the right constellations they figure it out but as everything is is happening conchu is being. Um, uh, imprisoned in stone by the other gods they're doing like a ritual and at the end Khonshu's gone Mark slash Stephen lose the power because Khonshu's the one who provides that power and you know that's that's pretty much it Um, we then see Haro visit the the tomb it's inside the Pyramid of Giza by the way and there's this little statue of Kanchu, That's where he's imprisoned. Um, Haro speaks to him about how everything that is going to happen is Kanchu's fault. Because Kanchu is the one who made him feel good about, you know, punishing people. So, you know, whatever is going to happen, it was all Kanchu's fault. And that was it. That is the end of that episode. It was definitely I enjoyed this episode a lot. I think things are picking up. Um I do like the Egyptian um setting. I like the Cairo setting. Um the Anton Mogart, he kind of was a throwaway character. Um I I do respect uh, Gaspard uh Yuliel. He is a good actor and I think he did good for uh what he, you know, what he, you know, was in in this episode. We don't know if he's dead uh, the character. Um because he kind of just, you know, gets hit in the back with one of those things and then kind of rides off screen and you don't really get to see anything. So who knows, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen next? Because we know we're going into episode four where Steven slash Mark, they don't have the power now because Conchu is in prison. So what they need to do is probably the next episode is going to be them helping to get Conchu set free. And when are we going to see Amit? Because I am very fascinated on how they're going to make you know, how they're gonna get all that to look. Is it going to be kind of like Conshu where it's an, an entity that only, you know, certain people can see? <clears throat> or is it just going to be a power that Haro is going to, you know, take in and then um he's just gonna be more powerful. I don't know. But I'm having fun with the show. Marvel definitely knows how to um put some you know unique characters on the screen for us to you know admire i like i stated before i know very little about moon knight um but the show has definitely pulled me in like i said it's got very mummy mummy returns feels to it and i love that because i love those movies so much and um yeah i'm looking forward to next week so that's going to be it for this episode of slice of tv um we, uh, tomorrow, uh, will be our episode of the podcast, our 50th episode of the podcast where we are discussing The Dark Knight Rises. Um, next week, we're going to have a few shows as usual. Uh, we're doing a live stream, uh, for our 51st episode on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash dissect that film. Link will be in the description. Um. But yeah, we got some uh, reviews coming out next week. Uh, Monday uh, we'll be do we'll have Halo. Uh, Tuesday we'll have if I remember <laughs> we're gonna be releasing our last Resident Evil video debut, which will be Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Uh, Wednesday we will be doing a fret. We'll be releasing our fresh cut on the bubble, which we might we'll, we'll see how the w- when those will be released. But we're gonna say Wednesday the bubble fresh cut. Um, uh, Thursday, we'll be back here doing this for episode four of moon night. And then Friday, we're just going to be releasing our live stream from Sunday, uh, for Friday's podcast. So that's the schedule. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate everybody who listens to the show. If you have any feedback on things that I missed or things that you would like to see included in this show, make sure to leave a comment down below. Um, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to hit the like button, make sure to hit the bell. So if you know, if You need to know when a video is going to pop up. Hit that bell and it's going to do that for you. Uh, If you listen to us on podcast services, make sure if you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to leave us a five star rating or leave us whatever star you think we deserve. If you listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it is known now, uh, leave us a, you know, whatever star review you think we deserve and leave us a review. Say, hey, that was great. Or, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) I was really good. I didn't swear until the end there. Um, And if you listen to us on Good Pods, it's the same thing. Leave us what you think we deserve for a star rating and leave us a review. I appreciate everybody. We are getting close to 2,000 downloads on the podcast and it's all because of you. Thank you so much for making all this happen. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. This is Slice of TV. We are Dissect That Film and we'll see you all next time. Bye.